5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. So 15 years ago today, uh, before Bruno Mars, Prince had the greatest uh, halftime performance uh, ever. I don't know if he did this song or not. I don't remember. I remember, though, watching it with uh, our pal Billy Weaver. I was at uh, Billy Weaver's uh, Super Bowl extravaganza. I think it was the one of the Bears, maybe Colts Bears, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, Hey, welcome in, everybody. Great to have you with us. It's been a heck of a week, heck of a day. Uh, news just before midday today. Uh, hoist the colors, 247 Sports broke it. Uh, ECU's football program announcing that receiver C.J. Johnson has been suspended indefinitely from the program. So indefinitely is the key word there because that seems to indicate a prolonged period of play, or a period of time, excuse me. Uh, There is a quote from the article, CJ CJ is not living up to the standards we have set in our football program. Uh, Mike Houston went on in this uh, article to say that Johnson fully understands the steps needed to be taken to be a member of this program moving forward. So, you know, I certainly think... um, that whatever he did, while not good, while maybe not smart, did it might not have risen to the level of indefinitely. I think it was a a serious matter, but a a straw that sort of broke the the camel's back, as it were. There, there must have been some other issues, and this was the tipping point issue. And I don't mean just barely the tipping point, probably was a huge tipping point. But I would think that this sort of, if you're putting suspended indefinitely, not just suspended, there's a little more to it than just maybe an isolated incident. And I think, you know, I I, I, I don't, I, I've talked to these guys quite a bit, the coaches. We talk about CJ as the player a lot. And there's things that Mike Houston says and maybe things that he does not say that, kind of confirm some things maybe you might pick up on or hear around following the program or being in the community. I mean, it's tough. CJ's a a local kid and he's got local friends and, you know, I, I just, I think sometimes for certain guys, it's okay to be the hometown guy for certain guys. It might be, might be a little better to have, you know, gone away that's a whole other story though the point is it doesn't matter whether you're in greenville uh rancho cucamonga wherever tuscaloosa seattle you can't do boneheaded things and i think that uh, that's apparently this boneheaded thing was the final straw so look cj johnson had a breakout amazing first year i don't think cj had what you would call, um, uh, I mean, it was, it was it was interesting. I remember when Donnie Kirkpatrick talked about a sophomore slump and nobody had really brought, and, and CJ, for all intents and purposes, had a sophomore slump. Uh, I think he was better the back half of the year. But it is, uh, it's kind of an interesting, 
Interesting time. And I, I do think this is a crossroads time in C.J. Johnson's career. He's closing in on a couple thousand career yards. He's got his guy, Holt Naylor's coming back. Went to Conley, of course. He and Naylor's played there. Some guys wanted C.J. to go and play for him. I mean, ACC level. Freshman All-American, as we mentioned. Had a huge, huge debut season. Had the conference record for yardage that year in the loss to Cincinnati. Production dipped in 2020. He didn't play as many games, but he just looked heavier. Didn't look like it was was it vintage C.J. Johnson. And he was fine this year. I mean, I think it's safe to say he was probably the, the third receiver at times. But, um, you know, I, I you look at it now. Doesn't look like Audio Matosho is going to be back. He's graduated. Sneed. Moving on. Going to try the pros. I mean, if Johnson's suspended in the next year, boy, all of a sudden, a lot of positivity and coming off the seven wins and bowl eligible season. And you got a lot of unproven entities right now at receiver. A lot of question marks there. Um,. So that's interesting. I, look, I, I hope whatever has happened, that it is rectifiable. I hope that C.J. Johnson, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal high school talent, but also uh, has been at times quite brilliant in a pirate uniform. The balance, not so much, but, you know, at times he's looked really good for a season and, and you know, for part of this season has looked really, really spectacular. So I hope whatever's happened is repairable that C.J. could get back into the graces of the coaching staff and his teammates and is doing the right things to be a good teammate, a good person, a great student, etc. A couple of other things here. we got a big show. Brian Mull, we're going to talk some college basketball with him. A big weekend, of course, ECU on the road at uh, Tulane. You can hear that game tomorrow right here on 94.3, the game, 1.30, 2 o'clock tip. From Nolans. Also, that game heard on the 100,000 watt flagship of the Pirates, 107.9 WNCT, 130 year time, 2 o'clock. Will be the tip time again. Uh, Harold Varner III, HV3, leading the event out in Saudi Arabia, the Saudi International. That's where they're paying players mucho dinero to go participate. HV3. Uh, leading after two rounds there at the Saudi International in King Abdullah Economic City, Saudi Arabia. Where are you from? I'm from King Abdullah Economic City. So, look, I hope uh, HV3 could hang on. That'd be his first sort of major win as a professional, not a PGA event, because this is the group that is uh, trying to pay players money and start up their own deal. It's We might ask Mole a little bit about it. You know, Pebble Beach is going on this weekend. I think Mole's catting out there. So we'll probably touch on golf briefly before we get into hoops. But we'll talk to him. And then uh, a little later on in the show, the plan is to have ECU's new women's tennis coach, Kirsten Burgess. That'll be our pirate report later on. Uh, and uh, that is uh, where we stand right now. All right, uh, a break. Uh, quick little house cleaning note for Monday. Right now the schedule has me to be in co- uh, co- uh, hosting a version of the Cliff Godwin radio show. It would air when normally the Joe Dooley show would. The Pirates are on the road. They'll leave New Orleans and headed to or New Orleans and then head up to uh, Tulsa. So it'll be uh, yours truly at Logan's Roadhouse from 6 to 7 on Monday for uh, the Cliff Godwin radio show. And uh, that is, of course, uh, going to be in place of the Joe Dooley show. No Dooley show this week because they're on the road. So Godwin radio show. Get you ready for that, uh, for Logan's Roadhouse. And then uh, the fellas, Ben and Philip, will be here Monday uh, back in the air chair again for me for the Patrick Johnson Show. Then I have another uh, date I'm going to be out next week, but the guys will be in. I got an ACC telecast on Thursday, so I'll be at that, and and the guys will be involved. So that's just some of the the house cleaning going on ahead. We're going to plan the snack down for next week. We're still working. 
working out those details. We'll see. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, stay with us. Patrick Johnson show might be a long edition today. Got a lot of things to discuss and we'll uh, get it going in earnest after this. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Rhodes Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized train dealer specializing in new installations, home replacements, service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes. You'll be comfortable in no time in Greenville. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell, proud four-generation winemaker at Dupin Winery and proud new graduate of East Carolina. So many great things are happening right now at the winery. We're celebrating our 45th anniversary this year, and I'm officially Duplin's newest full-time employee. For four years now, I've been asking you to buy our delicious wines from your favorite store, and I hope you'll continue to do so. I think this makes me the official voice of Dupin Winery, so if you see my boss, who is also my dad, tell him I deserve a raise. Thank you for your support and go Pirates. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94-3, the game. Great tune here. At BG Mole on Twitter. Pebble Beach going on, of course. Caddy Network. You enjoying that so far? I know you are. I, I am. Uh, it's, uh, you know, perfect weather out there, which is not always the case this time of the year on the Monterey Peninsula, but beautiful vistas uh, and, you know, not the strongest field with a lot of the top players over in Saudi Arabia collecting those checks, but isn't that what that's all about? It's just the money. I mean, I, I saw the guy Sobel who covers golf media tweet something about, it's all about the Benjamins. And I, I just, I mean, I, I'm lucky my eyes rolled back into the position that they're in now, but I, I just, 
I mean, that's essentially what it comes down to over there, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, apparently they have offered, uh, if you believe the reports, they have offered Mr. Bryson DeChambeau $100 million. Whoa. Whoa. To come be a part of their new venture. Now, that's the tour. That's not this event. That's that. This event is part of a greater. Yes. How's the PGA feel about this? Well, you know, they've, they've done quite a bit on, uh, to raise purses and obviously with the PIP money, uh, last year, you know, the $10 million and then, uh, you know, the, the purse of the FedEx cup and the players championship all being raised significantly and the new media rights deal, they're talking about, you know, more increases in the near future. So they're, they're doing what they can. And then you have Bill Mickelson come back and say that the tour has been greedy by owning the players media rights, something that's been in place. <laughs> wow. Since the 60s. So, yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of, uh, it's an interesting time. Uh, this is not going to go away. Uh, they have real money and these guys are independent contractors. Uh, the tour has said, if you go over there and play, you can't come back over here and play, but oh, good, good grief. major championships are a different entity because they're each run by, uh, organizations other than the PGA tour. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack and, uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch this unfold, uh, the to see, uh, I mean, we're just so accustomed to the best players in the world playing on the PGA Tour, but now there looks to be a very lucrative alternative. I we're, we're going to have Brian, and we're going to talk some college basketball, but I, I just think this is more right now. This is just more fascinating to me than any any game I'm necessarily seeing on the slate tomorrow. You know, outside of I guess what ECU does in Duke, UNC, but other than that, come on, child, please. So. I, I am uh, – couldn't, in theory, someone – by the way, Phil Mickelson, uh, you have not seen he and Ashley Schaefer in the same room lately. I, I don't believe. I don't believe. But uh, the the other thing uh, I'll say is couldn't one theoretically go play – and I'm sure there are a, a, a minimum amount of dates you have to play over there if you're going to take their money but go play X amount of dates over there and just play the four majors and the hell with the rest of it. I think so. I mean, this is uh, this, the, basically what's happened is the Saudis have, have taken ownership of what was formerly the Asian tour, which was kind of on uh, hard times financially kind of lost in the shuffle globally. Uh, the, the European tour has rebranded itself as the DP world tour and uh, actually the PGA tour, they'll be co-sponsoring some events, right? Uh, you know, where the points and the money count on both tours, that sort of thing. And by, by the and, way, and I, and I don't want to interrupt you there, but that was a strategic move. I think the idea that that is being painted as some kind of flowery kumbaya partnership, child, play, again, child, please. Yeah. 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 That was a, certainly a strategic move. Uh, the European tour had been struggling. Uh, it, it helps it in a way. And, um, that was no longer just a European tour anyway. I mean, they've been playing a, a swing of events in, in, in the Middle East and in, in various places for some time. So it, it really makes more sense from a name standpoint. But the Asian tour has uh, unveiled what it calls the International Series for this year and 2023, which is 10 tournaments across Asia and Europe. And uh, the uh, investment in that is $300 million. Mm. And uh, the the figure quoted to DeChambeau to be part of that, I've seen as high as 135 million. Whew. The thing I do like about golfers, and they are unabashed in this, and that's why I respect uh, guys that that go out there and play the tour. Again, these are independent contractors, so they're about the hustle life, like I am and like you are. But I I love uh, the fact that they are unabashedly capitalists. We all are. Some of us are just kidding ourselves we're not, but we all are. And I just, I think that, uh, I think the PGA has a real problem on its hands right now. I, I saw Kevin Kisner on a podcast recently, and, and, and Kevin's never been one to uh, shy away. And look, he's been uh, on both ends of the spectrum five, six years ago. He, he was seven years ago. He thought he was on the verge of quitting the game, you know, and then, uh, 
got back on the tour through the Corn Ferry Tour and has been a top 50 in the world player. He's played in 35 consecutive majors. He's won four times. But he was talking about uh, last fall, the, the, there were back-to-back PGA Tour events in Las Vegas. He said he went out there. He, he shared a house with some other players. He pretty much ate in most nights. They had a chef. Uh, they, they didn't really, uh, you know, do anything crazy. He, he, he considered it a pretty low budget two weeks. He spent $24,000 mm. by the time he paid his expenses, his caddy, you know, rented a car, whatever he had to do. And he said that is plus they have to pay taxes, you know, in every state where they earn money and of course to the federal government. So I think that the question was posed to him, are PGA tour players overpaid? And he goes, no, if anything, we're grossly underpaid and people just have a hard time believing that, but we're the best in the world at what we do. And we have to pocket, right. Uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts doesn't have to, you know, pay for anything when the Dodgers go on a three game road trip. Um, he actually probably gets a stipend. Well, yeah, the, 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 he gets trans, he gets hotel, he gets uh, some meal money or meals or both. It's guaranteed, and 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 everybody yeah, just yeah. emails them an itinerary. This is where we're going to be, and this is what time you know. It, it, whereas the tour players through their agents, and they have to take care of all of that on their own, and and, and hire their own caddy and set up that arrangement. And uh, so it's it, it's apples to oranges. Absolutely. And uh, these guys understand that they have a, at best 10, 15 year window where they've got to, um, you know, make, make some money. I bring this back to Harold Varner, the third, who I think's doing last I checked earlier this morning, pretty well at that event. He was uh, off to a good start. Yeah. yeah. This is a deal who Harold's done quite well for himself, but I mean, there's a guy who has some marketing appeal, some vast marketing appeal. And he's got the jump man thing going. His guy that, that, I mean, let's say boss, Michael Jordan, right? In that yep. sense, in that sense. Uh, last I checked, kept quiet on a lot of things because everybody b- likes to buy shoes. This seems right. right up a guy like Harold's alley. And, and I would think Jordan would say, oh, yeah, go. Now, we'll answer that. Now, I got one other question about this. Well, I think he certainly would entertain the thought. Uh, guaranteed money is guaranteed money. And every tour player, uh, I mean, Harold's year to year at this point on the PGA Tour. And right. certainly he, you know, he's played well enough. But if you're going to guarantee him a five-year deal and guaranteed money, and all you have to do is show up and play in these 10 events, uh, that's something you have to consider. I mean, uh Look, we've seen it many times before where a guy's on top of the heat and, um, yeah, Harold tied to the, tied to the lead, uh, after two rounds up there, over there in Saudi Arabia at 10 under par. And, um, y- you know, we've seen it many, many times, uh, where guys are on top. And then, uh, what happened to that guy? You yeah, know, yeah. And he, he's in the 200s or 300s in the world and not playing in the top events. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you, you would be, foolish not to listen to the offer. Now there's the whole other, you know, with the, the human rights treatment. Well, that's where, I, that's where I was going next. So go ahead and let, go ahead and pick that up and go there. You know, that's a moral issue that each player has to make for themselves. I mean, the, the Saudis uh, record on, on human rights is, is they've earned it and it's poor. And uh, that's directly who's funding this operation. Uh, so that's a, decision uh that has to be made and uh you know kisner made a good point uh in the conversation that i heard he he has i think he said he has seven different uh basically companies who who uh who pay him money to play golf um is he going to have you know would he lose all those deals as right. well right um, would they be willing to to put their name behind something that's associated with a country with such a bad record on human rights treatment. Yeah, I think that's those are some legitimate issues. And look, all the sports are having to deal with it with the Olympic Games right now, the Winter Olympics in uh, China, and, and we have you know NBA guys. Again, it's a free enterprise situation for them with endorsements. I get that. 
But, you know, I mean, they're they're willingly kind of taking China's money. Uh, and, you know, there's some things they've been critical about in other realms. So, I, you know, that, I don't want to get into that necessarily, but I just think I, I get that part of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are uh, making – they have a finite amount of time, even in golf, to make the t- as much money as they possibly can. And so I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, we're going to get Brian to hang – through a uh, segment here. Can you do that, uh, Brian? Okay, I'm getting indications that he can. So, yeah, Brian's going to hang with us through uh, the break here. Hey, before we uh, – we will get to some college basketball, I promise. All right, before uh, we get uh, going here to a quick timeout, if you're looking for a new career – I mean, we're talking about jobs, right? An amazing company has selected Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. It's Victra, the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. Victra's Greenville Contact Center is growing rapidly. Victra now hiring lots of positions, consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retreat store support, customer care and operations support. Great benefits. They include commission potential that's very high, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, pay time off, 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions and top performers earn 25 to 28 bucks an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. There are no outbound cold calls. There's no telemarketing. You're in top dollar for every sale and uh, you'll do so for every sale you make while working in a fun environment and the team of professionals you'll be working with highly motivated. So learn more about Victory today and even apply for a job. Head over to the website, pit-jobs.com. Here is a sports update on 94.3 The Game. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game sports update. Starting with things happening around eastern North Carolina, ECU alumni Joe West has officially retired. Cowboy Joe umpired 5,460 Major League regular season games in his career. And D.H. Conley grad C.J. Johnson has been suspended indefinitely from the Pirate football team. Coach Mike Houston said C.J. is not living up to the standards we have set for our football program. To the NFL, former Eagles head coach and Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson has been hired to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was a pretty large trade earlier today in the NBA between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Portland Trailblazers. The Clippers receive Norman Powell and Robert Covington as the Blazers get Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick in 2025. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. More with the P-Man and Brian Mole after this timeout. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-540-8816-800-540-8816-800-540-8816. Every Monday during the ECU baseball season, tune in as Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin talks East Carolina baseball. Brought to you by Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center and the Gavigan Agency. With Patrick Johnson on your home for Pirate Baseball. I fly ball to left, to the track, to the wall. He cannot get it. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Now back to the Patrick Johnson Show. More Brian Ball. More Brian Ball music. Um, we'll see how all that, I mean, that is a, this is a good conversation. I was going to ask you about that, but then I thought, well, we'll just talk hoops, but I'm glad we went in that direction. Cause that's, there's a lot more to be hashed out on that side of things with golf. Is there not? There is. Yeah. The landscape is changing rapidly. Um, I, I, I think what's sacred to us all are the four majors. Yeah. I don't, I don't foresee and, that. Yeah. That would be unwise. I think you and, can, I think you can make a case if you're a player that hey I've got to go get guaranteed money, I'm an independent contractor, and I've got a finite window to to do this. Now it's better than it used to be earning wise, but there's a yeah. finite amount of money, and, and so I, I I think if we're truly on the side of the athlete, then you should be rooting for these guys to make as much money as they could possibly legally earn. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, all the tour players pretty much have a foundation. You know that they are uh, yeah yeah they're using uh, to do good in their area and in various ways. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it, it there's an opportunity to grow the game globally. A lot, you know, a lot of people kind of uh, laugh that off and raise their eyebrows, but uh, certainly uh, I think that's good for the sport. And, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, money talks, though. Yeah. All right, back to hoops. Let's get to some hoops, or actually two hoops. Uh, East Carolina at Tulane tomorrow. You said a very interesting thing to me yesterday. Uh, simple yet profound. There is a turning point in everybody's season. And it usually happens, I would assume, Brian, between mid-January and, and going into March, Right. Yes. I mean, it can happen early in the year, but generally that's your time frame where there's a turning point. East Carolina's turning point seemed to come around 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night with UCF in the building in a 20-point lead. And, no doubt. And it has been brutal ever since. They're at Tulane tomorrow, 2 o'clock. You'll hear it right here, 94.3, the game in 107.9. You're talking about two teams trending in just totally different directions. Ron Hunter didn't come to Tulane to finish in last, and and he's been the surprise of this American and kind of in some ways the toast of the American so far. Uh, Pirates, two-game rotor, tough place to try to get. That's a band box down there. They've packed people in it. They got really great guards. Uh, that's, that's, this is a tough one tomorrow. Yeah, you have a team play in Tulane that's playing with tremendous confidence, a roster that Hunter feels like uh, is able to compete night in and night out. And he, uh, you know, they lost by 11 at Houston, which there's no shame in that. But before that game, he made an interesting comment. Uh, Hunter said, you know, we don't have, for the first time since I've been here, we don't have to play perfectly to beat Houston. Now we're going to have to play really, really well but I don't feel like we have to go out there and just pitch a perfect game to knock them off. And, uh, you know, that, that tells me that he's pretty pleased with the way things are going. And look, the, the guy's won everywhere he's been, he's taken bad jobs. <laughs> you know, some, some people take great jobs throughout their career and just kind of cruise through and win 60% of their games, 65, 70% of their games. 
Ron Hunter has taken jobs at places that, that half the people on campus don't even know they have a basketball program. And um, he has built winners everywhere he's been. You look at them at six and four, uh, two, two great guards, like you said, SEC transfers, and uh, they're starting to, to draw some fans, which is not always the easiest thing to do in New Orleans. It, that's a, that is a tough one for the Pirates to swallow. Uh, they're they're, they're going to have to play their best at a time when their roster is not at its best. Yeah, uh, some murmurs we could see. Brandon Suggs back tomorrow. Of course, that was maybe the thinking going into the Tulane game, and it didn't happen. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be on the trip. We'll see how it how it shakes uh, for uh, for ECU. But I mean, the, going to Tulane is not going to be easy. Then they leave there and they'll go to Tulsa to play um, to play uh, uh, Tulsa team and Frank Haith's bunch is really struggling. They got to go to Temple tomorrow. So I don't know Pirates might catch them at the right time. I just I think at this point you're looking for some fire and some execution out of ECU. Um, it's my opinion. All right. Um, you know, I said nothing really terribly interesting tomorrow. I guess UConn-Villanova, noon tomorrow. I mean, it's top 20 matchup, right? Yeah, Kentucky-Alabama I think is a, is a game of some interest in the, in the SEC. Uh, Kentucky trying to keep pace with, with Auburn. Um, Alabama's been struggling a little bit lately, but certainly capable of uh, knocking them off in an evening game. Probably be a pretty hostile environment down there in Tuscaloosa. And uh, I yeah. divulge for one one second. And yeah. Let's just uh, let's yeah. just have a moment of uh, to to tip our hats to Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. Sure. No, no, I I think that's that's uh, go right ahead. I was about to ask you, you know, anything I've missed that we need to, to hit before we get into Duke UNC. So yeah, absolutely. Right now on, uh, you know, the 4th of February, Wake Forest has won eight ACC games. To put that in perspective, and Deacons fans know this, this I'm not telling them anything they don't know, but just maybe some of the rest of us have forgotten just how, how barren things have been in Winston-Salem after a, a very good run that preceded this stretch. But going back to 2010, which was Dino Gaudio's last year there where they, they made the NCAA tournament. They won 20 games and went 9-7 in the ACC. But since 2010, they have won more than eight games in the ACC exactly once. That was Danny Manning's third year where they made the NCAA tournament and lost, I think, in the uh, first four. But otherwise, they have been, you know, Four and twelve, two and sixteen, four and fourteen, four and fourteen, and for what he's been able to do, you know, coming in year one, COVID year, uh, just the worst possible situation for any first year coach. But then to to get them to eighteen and five and eight and four and uh, you know top fifty in Ken Palm and looking like a very strong candidate to return to the tournament. I mean that that is a remarkable job that I think's really gone underreported. There were a lot of uh, questions when he got hired, you know, from people that just don't know. <laughs> think there's think there's three or four teams, and in some way there might only be. But if you look at uh, a guy that's going to recruit to where he is, you mentioned Auburn. He kind of got caught up in that uh, that mess there with uh, uh, the coach of Auburn escapes my name right now. It's been a long well, week. Well, yeah, he yeah. was with him. At, yeah, he was at, with Bruce, him at Tennessee, Bruce Pearl at Tennessee, and he got caught up in that mess and got some of it on him uh, and had to fight his way back to, to get to this point. Everybody said, well, he can't, he can't recruit these same type of players he was getting at Tennessee or Eastern Tennessee at, um, at Wake Forest. No, he's going to recruit guys he can get in at Wake Forest because he can evaluate talent. Exactly. End of story. Exactly. That's what people miss. Like I, when, when Bruce, Fer I mean, when uh, Steve Forbes was in junior college, he had the best players he could get in junior college. And uh, when he, when he was at Tennessee helping Bruce Pearl recruit players, he, he got the best players he could there. And it, at East Tennessee, he found a way to, to win 30 games in a basketball season, which is, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of wins. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you, where you are. And he did it in a very strong Southern Conference, you know, that had – four quality teams and, 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 and he had some nice non-conference wins. And unfortunately that team did not, that was the year the NCAA tournament was canceled 2020, but yeah. uh, he, he, uh, 
he's just a guy that knows how to coach ball. He knows how to recruit and he knows how to get his guys to play hard. And I have uh, talked to a couple of people who, who uh, are, are pretty high up on the Wake Forest donor chain and they are thrilled. They were, they were not going to games. They were, they couldn't give their tickets away during the last years of Manning's regime. And now they, they not only go because the teams win, they just enjoy being around, you know, he's a regular guy that'll talk to them. Uh, he, he, he coaches his team up. He works the refs a little bit, which is, you know, that's what, uh, that's what fans expect. You know, they see a guy that's fighting hard and that's somebody they can get behind. And, uh, I think he's a perfect fit for Wake Forest. And, uh, I think the best, you know, we always assumed and, uh, you know, you and I both love Kevin Keats as a person and both assumed that he was going to be the one and NC State was going to be the one to benefit from the imminent departure of Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski. But in reality, it may be Steve Forbes who benefits the most. Wake Forest has been number one in the nation with Kay and Roy and UNC at a high level. Uh, they've done that on a couple of occasions. It can be done there. Yeah. State has not proven the ability to do that at all. At all. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of uh, Duke UNC, Mike Krzyzewski's final trip to the Dean Dome. Give me an idea of how you see the matchup and then how that storyline, which will get played up very, very big, is uh, is is kind of destined in your in your mind to happening here. Well, first of all, I remember the first game in the Smith Center, and which makes me feel really old. Sure, nineteen eighty-six. Our guy and, Johnny uh, Dawkins, who uh, I Johnny talked to him Dawkins about it that it. night. It was it was thirty-six years ago to the night that they beat ECU. Um, Johnny Dawkins was in the Dean Dome opening. Mark Ball scored the first points, but uh, Carolina scored the most points that particular night, and um, obviously the. The rivalry is bigger than Roy Williams or Mike Krzyzewski or any of the players that have come through it. I mean, it, it has survived and thrived for decades through all kinds of, uh, you know, different scenarios, and it will forever. But this is a special game. Uh, certainly, Carolina a couple of weeks ago didn't look like they could even be competitive in a game like this, but they have, have turned it around. Uh you know, a bit of a favorable schedule. They caught Louisville without their big man, Malik Williams, who was suspended after the Duke game and before the Carolina game. So that was uh, certainly advantageous to them and three games at home before that. But uh, they've been better defensively and they've been better. Uh, really, what Hubert has talked about this week is our defense has been better because we haven't turned the ball over as much and we've, we've forced teams to play five on five. And, you know, it's always a great matchup contrasting styles. Carolina wants to push the pace, uh, crash the offensive glass. And, you know, I think Duke is a little more comfortable in a half court type situation. Uh, wants, wants them to have to play through the, the Duke front court uh, as much as possible. And uh, it, 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 it's, it should be, it's, it's interesting. It's Hubert Davis's first time as a head coach in this rivalry. And, and, and one of Mike Krzyzewski's last, uh, I think both teams are as probably as healthy, both physically and and just mentally, as they've been. Uh, the COVID pause set Duke back quite a bit from where they looked like they were trending in December, and uh, they struggled a little bit coming out of that, especially on the defensive end. But but uh, unlike some of the recent Duke teams, uh, the defense has actually been a strength. That's something that they can kind of rely on, and uh, you know they're starting a very difficult stretch with. Uh, Four, four games in eight days, uh, three of the four on the road. So uh, they're going to have to be strong defensively and on the glass. And I, I think it's a terrific matchup. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, R.J. Davis and A.J. Griffin go way back, and Mark Williams and Baycott go back, and Virginia played on the same AAU team. So there's a lot of familiarity, and uh, it, it, uh, it, it should be another classic in, in what's Definitely the best rivalry in college sports. And let's not overlook uh, the fact that Duke has played the previous two games on the road. Uh, so this is quite a, a road stretch, if you will, uh, for the Devils, uh, as you so aptly put it. All right, uh, who you like and why? I think Duke gets it done because I think Duke is built with 
more Keels and Griffin. And I think it's very important that Keels is now back in the lineup. You know, he got some quality minutes against Notre Dame. But I think with those three guys on the perimeter and their size and their physicality, it's not something that recent Duke teams have had. And their ability to kind of switch everything and uh, be aggressive. And then you add with that the rim protection of Williams and to a degree Bancaro and uh, certainly their ability to defensive rebound. I just think uh, this Duke team's uh, it should be able to find a way to squeeze it out of there. They, they have the best player on the court. Bancaro uh, is just a mismatch nightmare. I don't know who Carolina can, can put on him consistently. And then the threat of Williams for lobs and putbacks. Uh, but I think it'll be, a, I think it'll be a great game. I think Carolina will, will certainly, you know, give them their best shot. But I think Duke pulls it out, uh, you know, in a, in a one or two possession game. Hey, Brian, thanks a lot. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Patrick. Pirate Report next. We'll talk to ECU's new women's tennis coach. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Are you shopping for a new boat but can't find exactly what you want or don't want? Check out Pair Custom Boats in Washington. They custom build your boat with no more or no less than exactly what you want. You can design it yourself with Pair Custom Boats. Towers, T-tops, no T-tops, forward seating, rear seating, or just a flush deck. They can customize your wants and needs in one of their four models. And the big news for 2022 is there are now two new models being introduced this year. The new 25-foot and 27-foot models will be great additions to the Pair Customs lineup. Call today, 252-717-7009. Visit the website at pairmarine.com or come see us in Little Washington, North Carolina. That's 252-717-7009 for Pair Custom Boats. Or visit the website and check out all the models at pairmarine.com. You can sit down and build your own custom-built center console with Pair custom boats and now patrick johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ecu pirates 94.3 the game the rebirth of pirate tennis and it is uh, going to be on display tomorrow we've got uh, the new tennis coach for ecu women kirsten burgess is joining us uh, here coach thank you for being on our show oh no thank you for having me I'm going to pick up on the accents here and say you're not from Aiden originally. Am I right about that? Born and raised in Greenville. No, just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> I am uh, from South Africa originally, but uh, Greenville's been home for 20 years now. So, uh, yeah, pr- pretty much I'm from Greenville. I got you. You, uh, you played at ECU, right? I did, yes, yes, uh, a little while ago. Yeah. All right, we can get into your career because uh, you, were, you were pretty good. You were pretty good. Eh, not too bad. Yeah. I had my moments. Yeah. Uh, but the first home match tomorrow, ECU indoor tennis facility at noon. The That's ha- correct. The hated Appalachian State Mountaineers are coming down. <laughs> and then you got you got a trip to Raleigh and State on Sunday. So, like, two big in-state foes right off the bat here. Uh, I think it's debatable who's the hated one, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both hated. They're both hated. I don't like either one of them. But in all seriousness, let me ask you this. How are you feeling? Right? I mean, we're on the we're on really the eve of the first match in, in several years for ECU at home. That's right. I mean, do you want the truth or do you want uh, the, the radio story? No, no, I mean, no. I, we, no we, don't, we don't need the radio story. We need the real deal here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the anxiety levels are through the roof. Um, 
having and uh, not not because I'm concerned about how the match is going to go. I'm just uh, I know the girls the girls have worked incredibly hard for the last couple of weeks and uh, uh, you know we practice well, we're playing well. Um, so yeah, just it's kind of want to see all your hard work come into fruition, and I guess I'm I'm nervous about that part. Kirsten Just Burgess getting that first win. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be great to get it off the the jump and go two and zero. Actually, this week it'd be great yeah. to do that. Uh, Kirsten Burgess is is with us here. How difficult has it been? And maybe difficult's not the right word, but I mean, just I'm sure there is some difficulty. There's challenges. It's a tough sport to recruit in anyway, because a lot of really good, good, great players kind of go professional early. That is very true. Yeah, especially on the women's side, but but. How difficult is it to you know face those headwinds, but also kind of st- start from scratch? It isn't like you guys just met yesterday, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, this this is this is a lot of a culmination tomorrow of a lot of really hard work. Yes, we uh, we were a little late in the game, obviously, with the, the recruiting scene. Uh, most recruits were signed in November for us, and I was still uh, looking for my first player in April. So um, yeah, little little behind. The, so wait a minute, the, I do take that back. You guys did just meet yet? No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we really did. You know, I had two girls coming in in January, and uh, I'd known them for a week, and I threw them out there against the number three team in the country and said, you know, go, go do it. <laughs> go play that. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's, it's been difficult, but it's, it's difficult for everybody. I mean, COVID obviously um, made it a little more challenging just with, uh, you know, taking away the kind of face-to-face greetings and the, the really getting to know a kid because, you know, you watch all these videos and you see the, the best side of them all the time. And, and oftentimes it's not until you actually see them playing a match that you uh, really get an idea of, of who they are and, and what they're, what you're getting. So um, I haven't been alone in that struggle. Uh, every coach across the country has, has had that same fight. So I kind of just looked at it like that. Yeah, I'm a little late in the game, but everyone's dealing with the same, the same issues. So. Right, right. Uh, you were, I mean, it's we're go, we're coming up on a year, just a couple of uh, maybe uh, a week uh, or so uh, mm-hmm. uh, away, less than that actually, from from kind of your one year anniversary. That, so, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, as the head coach, so you you hit the ground kind of running. Um, yes. What what when you took this job? Uh, I guess what 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 were the uh, the goals or were the goals? But I mean, short term, what are the goals? Uh, short term is, um, I guess, just to be the best we can be. Um, but initially, I mean, my first thing I wanted to do was make sure I went out there and, and got a good assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, this job is hard enough on your own. Uh, so I went out there, and, and yeah, that was the first thing. I thought if I could find a good assistant, then I could worry myself on recruiting only and, and let her kind of take the wheel on all the other things that I needed to get done. Um, so, yeah, that. And then... Uh, we went off to some players, and, and as I saw how my, my team was taking shape and how good I thought we were going to be, mm-hmm. um, it was after that that I decided to start putting together a schedule kind of based on, on where I thought our team was going to be in, in a year. And uh, may have overestimated us a little bit. The schedule's incredibly tough. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it, and uh, I, I think it's the only way that this team is going to uh, really you know blossom um, is when they're pushed every single day. So. Uh, Kirsten Burgess is ECU women's tennis coach. She's been involved with the program previously, uh, but uh, took over for Tom Morris uh, a year ago, uh, approximately, and uh, mm-hmm. has been uh, putting together the roster, getting the uh, team ready, and the uh, women are going to uh, head out for their first match uh, tomorrow. Uh, give me a little bit of uh, you know this, this roster and maybe your top seven, who, who you think they are, a little bit about your top players. Um, yes, yeah, so right now uh, I'd say we have a pretty even even team. We've got um, gosh, we've got eight great players, honestly. Um, but our number one right now is a uh, freshman from Italy. Her name is Martina Mussolon. Um, I always laugh. A lot of my girls have the most um, you know typical of their country names possible, and Mussolon <laughs> kind of rolls off your tongue like Italian. Right. Um, and then I have uh, an Henri Champion from France. So it's, it's mm. their names are just fun to say, but. Um, and Martina's, she's taking the number one spot right now for singles, and um, she's just a great little fighter. She's the smallest one out there, but you couldn't tell from her game. Smallest one of the biggest game, probably with this, uh, the biggest the biggest attitude as well. Yeah. Um, but I think you need that when you're taking that top spot. Um, and then I've got a couple other girls with you know, international experience. I've got one from Denmark, one from 
uh, Germany, Morocco, um, got from Spain, I've got from Colombia, and then I've got a, a great player from advanced North Carolina. So, ah. uh, yeah, we've <laughs> got a little bit of diversity out there. Right. Well, you said you were, um, like, coach, in fairness, you did say you were international. So, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. are pretty international. But we've got uh, six freshmen, um, one junior, and uh, one fifth-year senior. She's returned from uh, the previous program. You played at ECU, as we noted. What What initially was your attraction to Greenville? Um, well, you know, you uh, in those days, you, you got recruited by phone calls only. Um, you know, <laughs> internet, <laughs> to say that the internet wasn't uh, around like it is. Um, so it's really just, you know, conversations with, with tennis coaches and, and trying to figure out what your best fit is. And, um, you know, Coach Morris did recruit me and, uh, obviously, we we ended up with a fantastic relationship, um, but yeah, that was that was it. it was everything he told me. Um, but really, all it was was I was like, all right, this is a guy I can I can work with. This is a guy I can learn from, and um, yeah, that was that was the case. So I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, I remember talking to Coach Morris um, a couple of years ago, uh, in the <laughs> midst of just a remarkable run. I believe it was the nineteen season. You all had. Uh, this amazing, yeah, twenty plus win, twenty plus match win streak, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was such a huge, uh, huge, uh, you know, sort of buzz of excitement around the the program at that time. There, of course, was the you know, I, I'm sure for you and people who'd put their heart in it, the unfortunate situation, and the program was reinstated. So, uh, do you feel like that that down period? Uh, you're already, as we've mentioned, it's a tough sport to recruit in, and, and there's always mm-hmm. challenges. But mm-hmm. do you feel like that since you've experienced that success, you have a pretty good idea of what needs to happen to to try to reach those sort of heights again? I guess. I, I do think so. I, I think our program came along really well over the last couple of years, and um, you know there were several steps and several things that we changed to get it to that point, and. And so I've been fortunate enough to just be able to put all those steps in from the start. Um, so yeah, definitely, it's, I think that experience alone is, is is why I feel confident. Like I said, with the, the tough schedule that I've set, because uh, you know we noticed over the years we kept getting better the more tough opponents we played, um, and the more our girls were exposed to that level. Uh, so yeah, no, I think definitely it's. it's key, I think, in, in what's going to lead us to, to that same success again. It's just going to take a little bit of time. ECU Tennis started the season a few weeks ago against UNC and Chapel Hill, a number three in the nation, and then a couple of uh, events postponed because of uh, uh, well, one postponed, one canceled because of, uh, I'm assuming, uh, safety protocols and what have you. But uh, here we are tomorrow on the eve of uh, ECU and their first home tennis match in several years, few years, uh, mm-hmm. as they'll be at the ECU Indoor Tennis Facility uh, at noon tomorrow as they take on App State and then NC State on Sunday, a little back-to-back uh, action there. Hey, uh, Coach, uh, good luck this weekend. I hope you go Thank 2-0. You. And if you do, there'll be no PJ Show curse, so you can come on any time. How does that sound? <laughs> If we go 2-0, I'm giving myself a raise and taking the week off. <laughs> if you guys go 2-0, I'll just let you host the show every Friday from here I on mean, out. I mean, yeah. I, I think I deserve it. If we... Right, right. Coach, <laughs> let me tell you something. You don't want – this is no rest. This is uh, – it's, it's almost like your deal. We're, we're underpaid for all the work we put in. But uh, I'll say this. You've done a great job, and uh, we're uh, rooting for you. Anything we could ever do to promote you, let us know. Great. Thank you so much, Patrick. We had fun with Coach there. She uh, has a great attitude about this. I mean, very competitive, a very great player. But I think that she uh, certainly knows that uh, this is a work in progress. And uh, it's exciting that they're uh, starting back up tomorrow, women's tennis uh, for ECU, their first home match uh, in a couple of years at the uh, ECU indoor tennis facility. Nice facility it is over there. All right, big thanks to Brian Mull for being on with us today. Thanks to uh, the guys Uh, at Mission Control, and uh, thanks to Coach Burgess for being with us. I'm going to be out on Monday. Pardon me. I'm going to be out on Monday. Uh, I'll be doing the Joe Dooley radio show, but it'll be an incarnation of the Cliff Godwin show for radio as the Pirate basketball team will be traveling. So 
I'll be with uh, Coach at Logan's Roadhouse from 6 until 7 right here on 94.3 The Game. Also, uh, Ben and Philip will be in on Monday. Uh, looks like Jim Zoki with him. We'll let you know some via social media for sure over the weekend. Uh, get you ready for the Super Bowls. We'll start our Super Week coverage and then also uh, recap everything going on, including uh, Duke UNC. You can listen to those games, 1037 WTIB, and talk uh, Groovin' Oldies 94.1. Uh, tomorrow, also right here, Pirate Basketball. 1.30 tomorrow, 94.3 the game, and 107.9 WNCT. The Pirates try to snap their losing streak as they will take on Tulane. Have a great and safe weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.